Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, hello. You're listening to Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hi, Beth. How's it going? Hi, Emma. I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. You having good weather back home? Nope. We're having some good storms <laughs> today. So, oh, yeah. Man. But, yeah, so it's hopefully Beth crazy. won't cut out. Yeah, because she's got some storms going on. We don't have any storms currently, but we had some this past week, which were kind of cuckoo. Um, so today we are talking about combining multiple ages in homeschooling. So... Beth, why don't you tell us your, like, your take on that? Have you experienced that? Have you done that with your within your own family? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, my kids are four years apart, um, and so that was the range we were, like, you know, kind of working with. But, um, but, yeah, like, what we found is for, like, history and science, um, things like that, it was very easy to combine um, the teaching times for those, like, um, using like story of the world for history or doing science experiments, all of that stuff. And, and, but then for my older one, they could have a, like, if we wanted to have a sample for our, our charter school or whatever, um, he would have like a more extensive worksheet, like that goes more into depth about what we learned about. And my daughter could have a, like a more one for, <laughs> I can't talk, but age appropriate one that's more age appropriate for her. Um, and, and that's one of the things, the big pros of story of the world is that they have different, um, different pages for different ages. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, I have kind of a similar story because, um, you know, my kids are, well, when my youngest was born, my kids were eight and six. And so then I had a a newborn. And so throughout all of their lives, up until my son was like doing college on his own, um, we were, we were able to, you know, have the kids learn together on certain subjects. Obviously math was not a subject where they learned together, you know, once they were both in school, the older kids were both in school age. Um, but science and history, especially super, super, super easy. I have found to combine those. And I even wrote down story of the world that works so well for doing combined history. Um, unit studies also, I found that works really well. So if you wanted to do, you know, just a specific topic, you can have a kid, you know, who's working at 
who's in eighth grade and then one for me in sixth grade and then one who was like in kindergarten or first grade. And being able to do that worked super well because they were all studying the exact same topic and we were talking about it all the time and working on it. But my oldest would be doing something much more in-depth and complex. And then my middle would be doing something kind of in the middle. And then my younger would maybe do a coloring page or she would, you know, draw what she, what we were learning about or what she had learned. Um, you know, definitely a lot, a lot of span and as far as what they were working on, but it was all on the same subject. And so we could, you know, I could read aloud to everybody and we could be talking about the subject and working out. We could watch the same documentaries together. And then maybe at night, you know, my son and I would sit and watch a, a separate documentary that was, you know, maybe a little bit too old for the girls to watch. So I think doing stuff like that has worked really well for us as a family. Um, and there was a question about this on one of the homeschool groups. And the lady was saying, you know, I love doing unit studies, but now that my kids are getting older, I don't think we can do it anymore because I have younger kids too. And she's like, you know, so my older kids aren't going to learn anything. And so I mentioned how what we have done is we've taught to the older kids and the younger kids are the ones, you know, just learning what they get from it, as opposed to you're only teaching to like kindergarten level. And the older kids are like, I learned that eight years ago or whatever. But I, I mean, I think teaching to the older kids is really awesome because they pick up everything they can. And then maybe the next kid picks up some of it, but not quite as much. And the youngest will pick up, you know, a smaller amount, but still gain that knowledge as well. Um, so what have you found to be like some benefits of teaching kids together who are of multiple ages? Well, my kids loved it. My kids, um, it's, it's fun for them. Like I, I yeah. felt like it was like, because we got to learn together. I mean, and let's be honest, I was learning with them too. Like, um, for sure. For a lot of the stuff and the field trips and the different things we've gotten to do, um, that they were learning together. Um, just, it was fun and bonding and more exciting. I think when we all were interacting together, um, about the different projects or things we were learning and, um, yeah, I think, I think that's the, the big, one of the big benefits of it, um, is, and, and like, just like, it's cause it's time together too. And that makes it easier too, that you're not like trying to find separated time to work with, <laughs> to work with them and try and be like, you be quiet over there while we're doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> instead it's like, everybody's busy together and it's really fun. Yeah. And I think too, that's what a lot of people struggle with is, how can I make time to work with each of my kids on each thing or whatever? And I don't, I think a lot of people don't recognize that you don't have to make time to work with each kid separately on social studies, each kid separately on science, whatever. If you can combine some of the stuff, like you said, you know, maybe like you're all working on studying Egypt together. So it's like everybody's delving into this and like, it's so super fun. And like, you know, you're making toilet paper mummies, which obviously your kindergartner can do just as well as your eighth grader, or you're doing the sugar cube pyramids, which your kindergartner could do too. But then your eighth grader could write a paper about it or, you know, do a PowerPoint presentation or whatever, whatever, you know, even if it's just like worksheets or something, whatever it is, it's like they can still be learning so much at the same time as the other kids, as long as you're teaching and making it complex enough for the older kids to learn as well. And like you said, doing it all together, that's way more fun. Like it yeah. creates like more of a cohesive family unit when you're all like, you know, 
seemingly it's like you're working toward the same goal. You're working toward learning the same thing, whatever. And you're not spreading yourself thin going, how am I going to now teach my, you know, sixth grader about this? Also, I, I feel like um, my older, my older boy would like be, it was a positive influence on my daughter, like, cause he would be excited about what he was learning. And then that would help her like be intrigued and, and be excited too, even if it was something that might've been ahead of her, you know, level really, but um, that would draw her in because she's like, well, why is my brother so excited about this? I want to be excited too. Cause that's what, <laughs> that's how their relationship has been, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, so that was another pro for that is that I think that she kind of was able to advance a bit because her big brother was excited. For sure. And I, I mean, I saw that too with my youngest, um, you know, my older kids were always working on the same thing. So then when my youngest came along, it was like, oh, she's just working on the same thing and listening and learning, you know, while we're doing stuff. And like the one day where, you know, I was asking the question and neither of the, uh, about anatomy and neither of the big kids had answered yet. And she like pipes in with endoplasmic reticulum. And it's like, I'll never forget <laughs> her little three-year-old voice saying that. And I'm like, she knew the answer to that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, that is funny. And the big kids are both like, wait, what was the right answer? Oh, no. The three-year-old had it. Like, it was super <laughs> cute. But she learned so much that she would, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have been teaching my three-year-old about endoplasmic reticulum otherwise, probably. So, yeah, I agree. There's definitely those benefits, um, you know, of the older kid teaching the older kid, mentoring the older kid, you know, in so many ways, influencing the younger, younger kid. And then the younger kids picking up all of, on all of that and learning to listen to somebody other than their mom, you know, who has knowledge that they can share. Um, you know, again, just like forging those relationships even stronger because you are working on the same things and learning the same things. And I don't know, it's pretty cool. Um, I was kind of thinking about, too, some of the other things that we've done. I mean, I think automatically, like when I think of combining, com combining, I have to say combining because my 18-year-old, when she was younger, she would always say that word wrong. And so now every time I say, try to say combining, I cannot say it correctly because in our ha house, when anybody says it, we all joke around and say it wrong. <laughs> so when I think about combining multiple ages um automatically i think like science and history because those are like hands down so easy even like you know people are like oh well when you're in high school you can't do that whatever but i i found that i could do that because when my high schooler was learning physics we got like those um physics quest box they're like a free box that you can get we'll we'll put the link for that too um but I'm writing it down. Um, I had everybody work on the box. And so my oldest two could do, you know, obviously some of the more complex parts of the box and my youngest could still do the easiest parts of the box. But so he was taking physics as a high school class and we were able to do a bunch of physics experiments together, which was super cool. And, you know, anytime we've done that, even for high school, like being able to combine those things has been really cool. But so I was going to say history and science for me seem like super easy, like, okay, those are just super easy ones to do together. But also I found like novel studies and literature are super easy to combine because 
we've done, you know, like, okay, we're going to do Charlotte's Web all together. And so we were able to read the book all together, listen to audiobook, watch the movie, do all that stuff together. Obviously, I'm able to have my son, you know, my oldest at that point, do a much more complex project, showing his knowledge, you know, what he learned, whatever. Whereas I will, I was able to have each kid as the, you know, as they stepped down until my youngest was, you know, drawing pictures about it and just writing simple things about Charlotte's Web. And we did a ton of hands-on projects with it and stuff. Super duper fun. But I found that that too was really easy to combine to do together. What else? What else have you done that you've been able to combine and do with your kids together? I feel like every, we combined, it feels like we combined everything except for like, well, even English, we did some of, some, there was overlap, I guess, because yeah. um, we would listen to audiobooks on road trips and they'd be the, you know, and so the kids would listen to Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe or whatever books we were listening to. and. Um, and discuss those. So even though it wasn't the curriculum, like we've, I don't know, we've just kind of done so much <laughs> combined. Um, but I don't know. It's like funny. Cause I'm like, we just kind of did almost everything together except for math. Really? Yeah. I feel like we That's did so I much. Feel like too. So I can see how, you know, when people have kids of multiple ages that they feel like, oh my gosh, there's, how can I homeschool all of my kids? How can I have the time to do this? How can I figure out how to differentiate their needs? Um, but really, like you and I were both able to do that, you know, in a lot of different ways and combining a lot of different things and have it work successfully. So I think, you know, being able to share that with other people, like you can really combine those. And there are a lot of benefits to both the older kids like the older kids are learning those mentoring skills and they're learning patience. You know, if you have several younger kids below them or whatever, they're learning to help, you know, manage time and manage things within a household. It's like they're learning so many different things. And obviously your your younger kids are learning a lot of things as well that they may not be exposed to. One thing um, that I wanted to kind of hit on, I don't remember if this was part of our plan, but um is that how to deal with when you do have to work on those subjects individually like math um how to handle for one of the things that when I first was homeschooling like um was figuring out how to keep my younger busy while I was focused on my older one for helping him with his math work and um so I don't know if that was something we wanted to kind of just touch yeah. on really quick but it was yes, what, what I did um for my my younger daughter during math time with my older was, um, I would stack, I would have a stack of different things ready to go. Like, um, we'd have like puzzles ready, cutting things. She loved cutting things. Like she, would, <laughs> she made confetti all the time. <laughs> um, and Play-Doh, we'd have like a variety of things that I might not have always had available to her so that during that time I could just keep put, like, pulling them out for her. Um, and she, and I would call that her schoolwork or whatever. <laughs> and right. um, so that was some of the tricks that we kind of had was just having some of the special things that I can't remember what's that stuff called that has the little styrofoam balls in it. And it's like Play-Doh, but it's got those little weird things. That was one of the ones we saved yes. for. Floam. Floam. Like yeah. Floam. Yes. We'd save that for different, like, you know, when I needed some focus time, but we, we didn't really honestly need that 
very often. Like it was just, there were some times when he might need more help and I'd be like, okay, here's your stuff. Here's your school to the younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we kind of did similar when my two older would, would be working on something and my youngest was, you know, not of school age yet. Um, I would just like anything. I would be like, okay, here, let's open this notebook and we're going to, and we went through and like wrote the alphabet, like one, you know, page was an A and we would just go find things that started with A and we'd, you know, cut them out of magazines and let her paste them on and whatever, or she would then take the Play-Doh and um, form it into the shape of the A and set it on top of the A that I had made on the page, whatever. And so we could just do things like that while I was sitting there with the big kids. So I was able to answer their questions read instructions, help them understand stuff, whatever it was. And she, my youngest felt like she was doing school too. And she was so big because of it, but she wasn't off like destroying everything in the world and, you know, making a bunch of giant chaos in the house because she was sitting there, you know, doing schoolwork with us. And then I would often have like, you know, just sit on the floor next to us puzzles or blocks or something like that, that I could sit with her and do that weren't going to make a mess that the, you know, the kids would again, just be sitting there working and I could be like, okay, here, we're just going to sit here and not make a giant mess of the house while we, while, you know, you stay occupied <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So as I look back over my notes, I just noted some of the, some of the main times that I was thinking about with when I had kids of different ages that people are like, oh, high school, that's really hard to do, or older grades, that's really hard to do. But I noted, like, even when we were doing, my um, oldest was doing biology, and, you know, all of my kids did, created the DNA strands out of licorice, licorice and toothpicks and marshmallows. But then my older had to, like, do um, add labels, and he did, like, a lab write-up about it and all this other stuff. So he was getting high school credit for it because it was a high school biology class. But we were all able to learn those concepts. And then it wasn't, otherwise, would he just do high school biology without making DNA strands out of licorice? No, that would be no fun at all. So I had to make sure that he got to still do all of that fun stuff. And we all got to learn about it together. And then our conversations at dinner where he was saying like, you know, something about biology, the, the girls could also join in on those conversations because they knew what we were talking about and they knew about DNA and whatever. Um, so I, th I really think it is seriously super doable to combine the ages. And when people worry a lot about that, you know, I think like if you look at look at people who have been doing it for a while and see, oh, hey, I see that mom who has six kids over there who's able to do it pretty successfully. And, you know, sometimes it might be as simple as, you know, a toddler's just sitting on her lap, you know, playing, making a bracelet. Like I often did the things like... um I was going to say a toothpick, not a toothpick. Uh, um, what's the long, the long fuzzy thing that has a wire in the middle? A pipe cleaner. Thank you. Like <laughs> I would do like a pipe cleaner and a little like um, tray of beads. And then my youngest would just like sit there and string beads for a so long time or like a super cheap thing of stickers. And, you know, she would do stickers on papers or I would draw something and she would put stickers on it or she would color. It's like, there's so many things that they could do while the older kids are working together. And even, you know, as we're, as I'm reading stories or whatever, my youngest was obviously taking in the same stories that my older kids were taking in, which helps with vocabulary and so many different things. 
Like it's, it's super good. You know, sometimes it can be, I think, a transition for families to think of it that way, to be like, oh, this one's in this grade, and this one's in this grade, and this one's in this grade, and this one's not in school yet. But to recognize that you can do learning, like, as a whole cohesive family unit is pretty cool. Yeah, totally. It's okay. very fun. Um, yeah, for sure. So if you have been one of those families that has, you know, really done well with combining your... I want to say combining because that's what my daughter said. <laughs> with combining multiple ages, you know, share a story with us, comment, um, or if it's been a struggle for you, you know, tell us your situation and see if we can give you some ideas for that. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you for chiming in and for rating and doing all of those things. We have super appreciated it, and it has been a lot of fun doing this. And I saw today that we're now being listened to in forty-one different countries around the world. That's crazy. Crazy. What in the world? We're like two super nerdy moms. Like, <laughs> like sitting in our houses, like just being nerdy homeschool moms in like 41 countries. That's crazy. So thanks to all of you for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You could become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.